Welcome to the seventh episode of the Xamarin Podcast. It's the 14th of January today. It's a new year, 2014. Um, I actually just registered for Build 2014 today as well. So if you're going to be there, let me know and say hi. Um, it's raining in Boston today. Um, how's the weather for you, Pierce? It sounds about the same here. Rainy and cold. Uh, so it's been a, a while since we've done one of these podcasts. So uh, we're going gonna to get back into the swing of doing these. Um, so hopefully you can uh, join us along for the ride. So it was recently just um, the holidays. Um, did you get any good hacking done over over the break? Yeah, um, so I'm part of the Southeast uh, Development Group, uh, which does a lot of Microsoft-related stuff. So I was new to the Windows platform as far as development, so I made a Windows Store app uh, that finds the U.S. representatives for your area based off... Uh, your device's coordinates that it gives, whether that's through a sensor in the computer or the Wi-Fi network, um, and then just presents them to the users. So I got to play around a little bit with the Windows Store API, which is really cool. Uh, and then I also did some MVVM cross hacking. I really hadn't played around with MVVM cross or MVVM as a pattern at all, uh, and I found it to be really, really cool. I'm looking forward to actually implementing it in one of my apps. Very nice. Another really cool project that... Uh, one of the Xamarin employees was working on over the break was uh, from James Montemagno, uh, Xamarin Developer Evangelist, or whatever the official title is. Um, so the app that he's working on is called Meetup Manager. He's officially released an Android version, although he's planning on making it available for multiple platforms, iPhone, uh, which is in progress, Windows Phone, Windows 8. And so basically, he runs the Seattle uh, mobile user group, and he ran into the problem of keeping track of attendance at these events. So this is basically something tied into the meetup.com API, uh, and it helps you track attendance for your members. So uh, if you've ever used the meetup site, you can say, hey, I'm attending. And then uh, so you honestly never expect that many people to show up, but I, I suppose that the app uh, draws from that, and you can mark who attended, which is really cool. Uh, you can keep track of attendance, see who your loyal uh user group E's are, I guess that would be the user group attendees uh, are, and so that makes use of MVVM Cross, and he actually used his uh, MVVM Cross settings uh, settings plugin that he uh, developed, so that's pretty cool as well. And this is all, all open source? This is all open source, uh, so you can find it on github.com slash jameswantamagno slash meetupmanager. Very nice. Uh, so over Christmas uh, myself, uh, obviously I you know the, the the new kind of thing to hack on at the moment is is Google Glass, um, and because it is new, there's not many apps available for it. So I decided to make my own little Foursquare app using the Foursquare API and uh, Xamarin.org to uh, connect up to the API there and and to check in places using Google Glass, which is um, a pretty fun hack. Uh, also, I I purchased some Belkin switches um, so I can control my my uh, apartment using these switches to turn on and off uh, different devices. So at the moment, I have them hooked up to lights. So again, with the Google Glass there, I wanted to kind of hook them up and um, the, Belkin, um, the Belkin team have given you a, an SDK that you can use to uh, program um, against your lights that you have set up, which is uh, kind of exciting. Um, and because I was hacking around with all these different um, APIs and different glass apps. Uh, I kept on doing the same things every time I was creating a new app. So I was creating a new Google Glass project. I was making sure it was set to the right um, target framework version of 15. 
And then I was also adding in an intent filter to make sure it will pick up a language that you were using, to, like a phrase for it to say, okay, glass, open my app. And then I was also adding in like an icon to make it have a nice icon. So um, I thought there's probably an easier way of, of setting that up. So I thought, uh, why not create a Xamarin Studio add-in where you can just go file new Google Glass app. Um, and this actually then goes and allows you to create this. Uh, and, and it gives you all that by default. So uh, this is actually an open source add-in that I created uh, last weekend. And I thought um, it'd be pretty cool to share it with everyone. Um, there's actually a video on YouTube, which I'll link to uh, in the show notes um, on how to install that add-in for you. And also I'll put a link to the uh, open source version of the actual add-in. So if you're looking on creating a Xamarin Studio add-in for maybe a company that where you want to have different projects set up by default, then this is a good way of, of getting started there. Now, how would you compare that uh, or contrast that to like normal Xamarin.Android programming? as far as programming for the glass? It's, it's very similar. There's a lot of APIs that you can use across the the different uh, the two different platforms. I mean, both Android, but um, yeah, the, the APIs are very similar. Uh, the layout system is, is pretty much the same. You have cards which are specific to just Google Glass, but they only give you certain functionality. If you really want to lay out your, um, your, your screens, um, you, make, you have to make them look kind of Google Glass-like. But really, again, it's just using the normal Android layout to, to position those. But um, there's a few Android uh, or a few Google Glass specific APIs that you can use to insert um, cards into your timeline. So when you do something, it's always in your kind of timeline history and, and things like that. But it's, it's very straightforward to use and, and it's really good fun as well. Um, as an example application that someone created, um, so... Adam Patridge actually created an app called Find a Cat, um, which basically you say, okay, Glass, find a cat, and it goes off um, and downloads a picture of a cat and displays it onto the Google Glass, uh, and that's using Xamarin.Android and the, and the Google Glass component. So um, if you want to kind of find out how to create something pretty straightforward within your apps, then I recommend that you go and check out this, uh, this Find a Cat app, which is up on the github um, page that again is on the show notes uh, but it's not all just doing google glass stuff as well adam has also created um, a library called markdown sharp.portable so this is a pcl version of the markdown sharp library which allows you to render markdown text um, using a web view uh, on ios and android so it's a really nice way of being able to to share that code if you if you want to put markdown or have any sort of uh, text rendered in your app and you're using markdown then this is a really good pro uh, project to use and again that's all up on github so we mentioned a project called meetup uh, manager that james montemagna created um, over the break he also uh, wrote a blog post on android screen mirroring made easy um, at the moment it, there's not a really great way of being able to display your android screen um, kind of on the on a machine that you're using. Um, if you are using uh, Windows and using a PC, then there is a project called MobiZen, um, which you can use to actually display your whole screen onto, onto your monitor. So if you're doing a presentation or anything like that, you can use this uh, application and have it load up on the screen. It has a nice UI um, and it looks like you are using, um, it looks like you are displaying a real mobile phone 
um, within the application within your desktop, which is really nice and, and they make it easy to actually take your information off like if you want to back up your contacts or if you want to transfer videos or anything to that uh, to your device as well then you can you can have that display on on the on the device as well so uh, there's lots of nice features in there I mean just for doing uh, technical presentations then it's really handy so um, currently it's only available on on a Windows machine um, be nice to see that on to um, onto a Mac as well um, but it's a really nice uh, solution if you are needing to display your Android device onto onto a machine. So sticking with the Android story, uh, Reddit, who's developed things like ZebraCrossing.net, the uh, barcode scanning library, and PushSharp, the open source uh, implementation uh, for cross-platform notifications, uh, he hasn't disappointed again, and he's released an Android UI library called Flat UI. So if you're a big fan of the flat UI uh, kind of design style, uh, then you might like this component. It's really new to the component store. Um, it has several different themes. You can actually change, change the themes on the fly. So you've seen maybe those apps where uh, you have one theme and you can maybe do an in-app purchase for other themes. Well, flat UI kind of has that uh, functionality built in by itself. Uh, so that would be really easy to implement. But yeah, definitely looks like a really cool project and I need to do some hacking on it. Sticking again with, with Android, um, and Jeremy Laval, uh, again, a, an engineer at Xamarin, um, created a nice little project which allows you to use uh, Parallax uh, within your Android effects. Um, if you actually go onto the, onto the blog post, there's a really nice video of kind of this effect. Um, most of you guys are probably familiar with uh, the Parallax effect itself, but seeing actually kind of how this, this library works is, is very nice. So if you want to do this parallel effects, it's really easy to implement. Um, you have a view, you use a view pager to do this, um, and then there's a different transform that you can add um, to your to your view pager, and then that's kind of basically all you need to do to actually get this working. Um, and because this is um, using the view pager, you will need to need to be Android 3.0 and up, um, so you can't be able to use it on uh, Android 2.2 or 2.3. Um, so probably your target audience is going to be Android 4.0 and up. It's just a really nice way of creating the parallax effect within your Android application. So I strongly encourage you to, to check that out. That's really cool. So Wally, Wally McClure, struggle with that name, uh, blogs a lot about Xamarin, has a few training courses about Xamarin. And if you've gone to the, your local bookstore and wanted to learn about Xamarin.iOS or Xamarin.Android, he's probably listed on one of the book titles up there. Um, he's written a blog post entitled Building Native User Interfaces is the Right Way to Build Cross-Platform Style Apps. And so it's basically kind of an argument or an opinion piece about how he feels like the disadvantage, or, or so-called disadvantage, that a lot of people throw out about having to build up each UI with Xamarin is kind of a, a negative rather than a positive. And he says we need to reevaluate this and say, okay, what's best for our users? Um, Native user interfaces are definitely way better. If I'm on iOS and I've been on iOS my whole life and I've never played with an Android device, obviously something that's more Android-y wouldn't really, I wouldn't really know what to do. Uh, so he kind of argues against the notion that just because you have to build a different UI for each of your platforms, that's a negative. He sees it as actually a positive, um, and you can expose all the native APIs and everything like that. So. Uh, it's he he sees it as rather short-sighted if you take HTML the HTML5 approach because you're saying, okay, well I might have a simple app right now that doesn't really use uh, platform-specific features, so I should take that route. Whereas he's saying, 
well, if you look at the future and you look at your user, it's really better to take the native route. And from a developer productivity standpoint, it actually makes sense to develop a cross-platform app and save as much code as possible across all these platforms and then build up each UI. So uh, it's just kind of an opinion piece about the... Uh, about the native user interface. So a recent blog post from Prashant, who's a customer support engineer over at Xamarin, um, recently uh, blogged about using the NS Linguistic API, which has actually been in iOS uh, since iOS 5. Um, what this API allows you to do is if you have any uh, language that you want to process, it can actually give you uh, different information about the text that has been passed. So if you give it a string, you can use this NS Linguistics tag and work out kind of what the type of texts are. Um, from this blog post, uh, it uses um, uh, a, from this blog post, it uses a sample text and it tells you what the adjectives are, the nouns, uh, prepositions, uh, verbs, and numbers are that it finds within the text. So, if you are doing anything that does require anything to do with natural language um, processing, then this is a really easy API to use. And Prashant uh, gives you a, a gist on GitHub um, on kind of how you can use this uh, within your application. So you should check that out. Another blog post actually by another customer support engineer, Michael James. Um, he's been doing this uh, tutorial series. I know we mentioned this in the past on, on getting started with Xamarin.Mac. Um, one of the key things that people use when they create a Mac app or when they use a, um, a Mac OS in general they find that if they enter in a password wrong, normally kind of the window shakes to signify that they entered something incorrectly. Um, so actually, Mike uh, James has a really nice uh, blog post on just how you can implement this within your own Xamarin.Mac app. And again, there's a sample app up on, on GitHub that you can download and you can kind of see exactly how that works. Um, so you can just use the uh, the CA or the core animation um, frame animations that you can move to to tell it to move the window that you're displaying so again really simple api and a really nice uh, blog post on how you can actually get that within your applications so if you're thinking about uh using xamarin you haven't really played around with it too much and you have some existing dotnet apps that you say hey uh my boss wants me to put this on mobile platforms i'm not really sure how to do this uh nish who is a developer evangelist for xamarin has written a blog post about porting existing dotnet apps to uh for mobile platforms using uh, portable class libraries, uh, which you can now use on iOS and Android as of a few months ago. Uh, so the blog post basically takes you through the process of uh, extracting the core logic uh, using the scan uh, Xamarin's.NET mobility scanner to see how much of your code is ready for mobilization, and then uh, refactoring that code until it works across all the platforms. And uh, so basically, uh, once you get it all into a portable class library, it'll run on virtually everything. Uh, .NET Framework 4.5 apps, Silverlight 4 apps, Windows Phone 7 and higher, Windows Store, uh, Xamarin.Android, Xamarin.iOS, and if you're ambitious, uh, you could do Xbox as well. I think Xbox 360 is the only one that's supported right now, though. Um, so Nish just takes you through the steps of that, which is really nice. So if you're interested in Xamarin and you haven't really... Uh, look too much into porting your app to mobile, this might be a good place to start. Uh, he also has a link to GitHub where he has everything from the original solution to the where he's extracted the core logic and built up each uh, native platform. So it's a really cool uh, case study and how you can port a Silverlight app to mobile. And if you are writing something that is cross-platform, you might want to take a look at 
Frank Kruger's bind library that he actually just recently created and, and put up on GitHub. And there's lots of MVM, uh, MVVM frameworks around, um, especially for doing uh, Windows development, Windows Phone. Um, and and it seems that recently there's also a lot coming to, to the Xamarin platform as well. And bind is just one of these options that you have with, with using kind of MVVM or binding um, to your to your view models. Um, and this is a really simple API. It's a portable class library. So it should work with any of your .NET 4.5 uh, projects and you can basically say here's my UI and here's my object and I want you to basically when this change this value changes I want you to update the other value and vice versa so if you change something in your UI it will then go back to your object and if you change something in your object it should update the UI um, so it's a very simple library um, but very straightforward to use you just do binding.create and then you set your action to be something is equal to something else and then that's all you need to do. Um, there's a really nice way of being able to also say, I have this label that I want to update the text to, but I want it to bind to two or more values. So you can say, if someone enters in first name and then last name, it will auto automatically fill in the full name by concatenating the two objects together. Um, so you can do lots of nice little simple things there. And also you have different things with change tracking as well. You can um, set on events and when things, uh, when editing changed on the event, when the value changed itself um, or when the property changed. And you can also handle errors by just having a, a generic kind of um, binding.error event that you can hook onto and you can display an error message when uh, something doesn't um, doesn't work as, as it should do. So very simple framework. It's not as in-depth as something like MVVM crosses, but again, it's just something that you can probably get up and running pretty straightforwardly in your application just to help out with the common issues of having your UI and your objects and try and keep those in sync. So very nice project there that uh, Frank open sourced. Yeah, and I think like you might be like, well, there's already all these other MVVM libraries. Why do we need one more? Well, I think this really serves a cool niche and that say you want to build an app, but you don't want all the power and uh, sometimes bloatedness of MVVM cross, you can go to something like Bind that's really lightweight and simple uh, and really easy to learn the API and use that immediately in your project, which is really cool. Um, I was actually looking for something like this, but I think I'm going to end up going with MVVM cross. So another uh, component that recently came onto this store was a modern HTTP client uh, by GitHub's Paul Betts. Um, and so basically this uses, uh, you can write your app using system.net.http, but you just basically add this component, uh, add a line of code, and it's going to make your HTTP uh, code go ridiculously faster, which is really cool. Uh, it sounds like, uh, like witch magic to me, but uh, the reviews seem to indicate that it definitely does the job, and I've messed around with it in my project, and it definitely speeds up... Uh, I don't know how it does it, but it definitely speeds up the HTTP processing, which is really cool. Uh, and especially nowadays when you need a responsive app and everything needs to download quick and you need to display it to the user as quickly as possible. Something that's a one-line fix like this that can provide plenty of time savings is really cool. Yeah, so what this actually does under the hood is it uses two very popular uh, libraries on, on iOS and Android. So it uses on iOS, it uses AF networking. 1.3.3 and then on android it uses a library called okhttp 1.2.1 so these are just native libraries on the platforms that it's uh, taking full advantage of and that's kind of the 
the the witch magic that it's kind of um, allowing you to get the speed enhancements there. So if you're thinking about launching on a certain platform soon and um, you're trying to choose between iOS and Android, uh, maybe you should try both. Uh, I've linked to an article in the show notes uh, that kind of takes you through why you should actually care about both iOS and Android. Typically, most people launch iOS first or Android first and then do the other. Uh, but uh, this company actually launched on both. Uh, the company's called Cloud Magic, and it gave several reasons, like uh, Android users are underserved, um, and how most of the cool apps you find are actually for iOS. Uh, how the user numbers for Android are huge, they're growing, uh, and how the Play Store is not as critical as the iOS Store, uh, as well as the healthy competition that exists between both the iOS and Android team uh, at your company. Uh, it helps to make your product better because the iOS team will add a cool feature and the Android team will be like, oh, well, we should add that too. And so it, it leads to some healthy competition within the company uh, that can help make your app better. And of course, if you're using Xamarin, then that might be something you might want to implement on both platforms at the same time. And hopefully if, if you are using Xamarin, it makes it a little bit more easy to uh, get those uh, features into both your apps, um, taking full advantage of, of co-sharing where possible. Sometimes that not, that's not the case, and sometimes you will have iOS and Android-specific features, but I think he does make some good points in the blog post. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Xamarin Podcast. See you next time.